encounter with Jesus that when you encounter God or when someone meets the Lord or when you become born again a genuine encounter that gets you born again there are things that happen in your life and we looked at several examples of people who had encounters the likes of Zacchaeus the likes of Peter the likes of Paul the likes of the madman of Gadarene the likes of Mary Magdalene several people who had encounters. We saw that encounters are divine meetings with the Lord that are accidental. You chant into them and they live your life a transformed person. Amen. Now we looked through all those things and we looked at some of the, the power or the impact of encounter. And we saw that number one, when you have an encounter with God, you acknowledge your sinful state. It is like a light. When the light falls on you, like the way the light fell on Paul. When the light fell on Paul, immediately the Bible says that his eyes was open. His eyes were open into the spirit realm. Came to the full knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Amen. When you have an encounter, you are able to acknowledge your sinful state. You get to know how sinful you are. And number two, you get eternal life. That means that it leaves you born again. When you have an encounter with the Lord, you become born again. Every genuine encounter with God leaves a man born again. It will give you eternal life. We said number three, when you have a genuine encounter with the Lord, genuine repentance and restitution, you are able to repent and you are able to give back what you stole, what you took, what does not really belong to you. The things you were doing in the world, when you become born again, immediately you are able to give back those things back to the people you stole from, back to the people you cheated. You give it back to them because it does not belong to you. That is restitution and repentance. Just like it happened to Zacchaeus. Number four, we said you have an interest in spiritual exercises. That is prayer and fasting. When you have an encounter with God, one of the things that happens to you is that all of a sudden it's like something has been turned on on the inside of you. You begin to have a craving for the things of God. Maybe hitherto or before you had an encounter, you realize that you really didn't love church. You really didn't love prayer. 
you really didn't love reading the Bible. You really didn't fancy church. They really were not the things that moved you. But after you have a particular encounter with Jesus, after that thing happens to your life that leaves you born again, you realize that there becomes an appetite. It starts an appetite within you. It begins some kind of genuine interest in spiritual things. You realize that you who did not love church, now you are very, very committed to church. You realize that who once upon a time, you who did not love reading your Bible, now you are addicted to your Bible. Some of you, you did not love prayer. You realize that now you are in every prayer meeting and you tend to wonder what has happened to you. It is a product of genuine encounter. When you have a genuine encounter, it leaves you with an interest for spiritual things. Paul began to fast and pray in Acts 9 verse 9. He fasted and he prayed. In Acts chapter 13 verse 2, they fasted and they prayed. In Acts 9 verse 11, he was seen praying. God told Nanias that go for he is praying. Someone who was not a Christian, once he became born again, he started praying. He started fasting. He started waiting on God. May you walk in that same dimension. I said may you walk in that same dimension. Because of the encounter. Let me, let me find out. Maybe after now you know. How many of you can now tell when you had your encounter? You can now tell. After two weeks of preaching about encounter, you sat down to trace back when you really became serious with the Lord. And what happened that got you serious with the Lord. If you have found out, let me see your hand. You have found out the day, or maybe it could be 31st, it could be at a funeral service, it could be something. I, I want to see the hand. You have identified that particular day. Make sure you write that particular day down because that is the day of your encounter. That is when you met the Lord. Clap your hands for Jesus. When you have a, a genuine encounter, we said it brings you deliverance from demonic oppression and destructive spirits. Luke chapter 8 verse 2, you saw the man, you saw Mary Magdalene, Luke 8 verse 2. Bible says that Mary Magdalene was, was delivered of seven demons. She was a prostitute, she was popular in the area. Everyone knew her. But when she encountered Jesus, seven demons responsible for her prostitution. Bible says that Jesus cast them away. And so she became free to serve the Lord with her substance. And the man in the tomb at Gadarene, in Mark 5, 3, you realize that he was cutting himself, possessed with demons. He was out of his mind. He was doing things that were out of his mind, like drinking alcohol, cutting yourself, masturbation, watching pornography, um, giving your body to one useless boy or one useless girl, and you are, you, you are wasting your life. And there is nothing good coming out of your life. You can see that what you are doing is destroying you, but you are still doing it. It is because of a destructive spirit that is working in your life, that is making you to do those things. But when he met Jesus, the Bible says that he was delivered from all those legions. There were 6,000 demons. He was delivered from the legion. And the Bible says that after his deliverance, he was seen sitting by Jesus in his right mind. I pray that every demon that must leave you alone may today mark the end of their presence in your life. I said today marks the end of their presence in your life. See that someone who was addicted to smoking after an encounter with Jesus, he loses the appetite for smoking. He loses the appetite for womanizing and manizing in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright. So, when you come to number six, we said when you have a genuine encounter with the Lord, you serve the Lord with your substance. That is your life, your money, your food, your strength, 
your wealth, your time. You serve the Lord with your substance. Anyone who gets a divine encounter, anyone who encounters Jesus, anyone who becomes truly born again, one thing that happens to you is that without thinking, you begin to serve the Lord with your substance. In Luke 8 verse 3, Bible spoke about Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Susanna, and several others who Jesus delivered, who had encounter with Jesus. And the Bible says that, and they served the Lord with their substance. They ministered to the Lord with their substance. And I was telling you on Sunday that it is only Christians, some Christians, when they become born again, then they now start thinking that, oh, they are giving too much money to church. And they are giving too much money to maybe building projects or to something in church. But these same people, when they were in the world, they, they used to spend money at clubs, spend money at pool parties when they go with their friends they squander all their money they waste all their money they spend they go to super bed soccer bed they do gambling cha-cha they can put their whole building car on, on on it just to argue about a football team they spend their money there's this guy that i i i got to know recently that he is not just a football fan he's a liverpool fan in in ghana here and not just a, a Liverpool fan, but he pays dues to Liverpool in a land he has never gone before. He's in Ghana here, and he pays. He pays. So he's, he's not just uh, like us. You say, man, you, man, you, metro. It's not like us. It's like this one. He pays dues. And that means he pays in dollars because of the pounds. And so he pays dues in pounds. He will go and work hard for months, and he will change the money. And he will send it to Liverpool for them to pay Stephen Gerrard and some money and whatever to pay them. To pay, to pay them free. And he is in Ghana here. In this economy. You see, when such a person becomes born again and you ask him that we, you need to pay tight, you need to do the even football club, you are paying indirect tight called dues. When you come to church and you are supposed to pay a due score tithe, you don't want to. Say, uh, you, have, you have to do savings and this and that. But you are paying money to a club. They don't even know you. They don't even know you. If your coach passes right now, he doesn't know you. But your money goes into it. You see, that's what I'm talking about. Some of you, you, you can imagine how you used to spend your money. How you used to spend your money. Some of you used to cook for a boy with your money. You cook. As if he has sent you, you are going for marriage. And you carry it. And you send to this guy who eats and doesn't even say thank you. And you know, you know, after, you, after he finished eating, he sleeps with you on top. And so you are going to take his phone and he has started three different codes on his phone. Different codes. Today, when, when you open, tomorrow a new one comes. And you are still investing, you see. But when you become born again, and we ask you to bring that same money for us to build a church, that is when you remember that you want to go to school. So you want to do savings. That's when you remember that, oh, and you want to build. So you want to do savings. That's when you remember savings and investment. That's when you make it look like pastor is taking our money every day. We are doing this project. We are doing so, so, so can't we even save money? But you are forgotten that you used to buy credit for a girl who didn't love you. You have forgotten you used to invest money into things that were waste. When you sit with your friends, you can imagine. One sitting is more than the allowance the MP take. Because you buy club, Guinness, you buy kebab shop, 
you buy adonko bitters, ginger, <laughs> smooth, <laughs> stout, and secretary. You, you buy all those things. So by the time you get up from one sitting, you have squandered all your money. You know. Now that you are in church, you are supposed to serve God with your substance. Serve God. You see, Bible says that where your money is, it is a clue to where your heart is. Whoever you are serving, your money will, will show us who you are serving. Whoever you are serving will be made very clear by where you put your money. So you see, when you become born again, we will also know that you are really for Christ by how you spend your money for the things of God. How you put your money into the church. When we say we are tiling the place, your money goes. When we say we are cementing, your money goes. When we say we are building, your money goes. When we say we are doing this, we are doing that. Every time your money, every time you come and pastor stands and says that I need someone to sow a seed of 5,000. I need someone to sow a seed of 500. It's like every time you, you want to get up and you want to give. And sometimes the devil makes it that. So you can, can't just save your money. But when you were in the world, you were with Wasting it than you are in church. You see? So over here, when you are in the kingdom of God, the Bible says that they serve the Lord with their substance. They serve Jesus with their substance. And in Christ, it is not a waste. Out there is a waste. It's a waste of money. What? They said what? Uh, when Liverpool, when some of their officials came to Ghana, those people who paid dues, they sent them to the airport. And they gave them some lacoste or some t-shirt. And they went and they went to greet them. And they took photograph with them. Crack, crack. And that is it. For all the pounds you have been paying for years. All that you get is a handshake from some of the officials and a photograph. In exchange. Meanwhile, you already pay for DSTV connections to watch them. You are paying dues. Your time, you are investing so much. Amen. But when you invest into the kingdom of God, Bible says that give and it shall be given back to you. That principle is that when you give to a football club, that's it. When you give to a girl, that is all. When you give to a boy, that is all. There is no principle there. Otherwise, people will not take care of people to school and when they finish, they say, you are not my class. That principle doesn't work there. The principle of give and it shall be given back to you only works in church. It works in Christ. It is only Jesus that when you give, he will give it back to you. As for the world or human being, when you give, he cannot give back to you. He will even forget. When you commit one sin against him, he forgets all the good you have done. As though you have never given him before. Amen. That is man for you. So when you are serving the Lord, this is an opportunity for you to give like you are crazy. And when you give like you are crazy, the Lord will give in return. He will give you more than you can. Nobody can outgive God. Nobody. Never forget what I'm telling you. Nobody can outgive God. You can never give more than God can give you. So give and it shall be given back to you. Clap your hands for Jesus. So today, number seven, when you have a genuine encounter, you receive deep revelations and understanding of divine mysteries. Deep revelation, deep revelations and understanding 
of divine mysteries. All the people who had encounter with Jesus. This is one of the things that they benefited. John chapter 4 verse 20. We see it in the life of the Samaritan woman. Bible says, Our fathers worshipped in the mountain. And you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. The woman met Jesus at the well. And when he realized that Jesus was a supernatural man, possibly the Christ, she started asking certain questions. We say that we should worship in the mountains, but you are saying we should come to Jerusalem to come and worship. And so she was asking questions concerning worship. How to worship God. How to serve the Lord. How to pray. How to worship. Spiritual questions. And you see, it is just like when you were not born again, when you had not had an encounter. There were many spiritual things you didn't understand. You didn't understand why we pay tithe. You didn't understand why we pray. You didn't understand why we, we even speak in tongues. You didn't understand why we give. You didn't understand why we go for evangelism. There were many things you did not understand until you had an encounter. Then things started be- becoming clearer to you. So she too had a lot of questions. Things she did not understand. And he says, our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And you say that we should worship in Jerusalem. You the Jews, you are saying we should worship in Jerusalem. So you see that Jesus is coming to enlighten her. Jesus is coming to now open her understanding. Jesus is coming to give her revelations. Verse 21. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. The hour comes when you will neither worship where you are talking about or even in Jerusalem. But what will happen? Verse 22. He worships, ye know not what. We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. In other words, you are worshipping what you don't know. But we are worshipping what we know. For salvation has been committed to the Jews. Amen. So Jesus is trying to explain to her that even what you are even claiming that you are worshipping, you don't even know. But we worship what we know. Next verse. But the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such to worship Him. So you see that He is explaining to the woman concerning worship. The woman is receiving insight concerning worship. That is what happens when you have an encounter. When you have an encounter with God, He starts answering your questions. Step by step, you will begin to understand. Things you used to criticize, when you have an encounter with God, you will start defending it. I tell you. Things you used to criticize, maybe when you were in the world, you always criticize pastors. You always say, and then you have pastors, and then pastors, and then pastors, and I don't know why people are worshipping their pastors, and then people, people are treating their pastors like God, and you'll be talking against pastors. But you see, when you have a genuine encounter, and God gives you a pastor who is teaching you. You will adore him so much that you will start defending what you were criticizing. Enlightenment. You see, your, your eyes will start opening. You will start understanding. If you used not to like giving, you will start defending. If you used not to like tithing, you will start understanding. Maybe when people speak in tongues, when I have not had my, my encounter, when people are speaking in tongues, I will be laughing. I will be laughing at them. 
I can go and sit somewhere around the park. They'll be praying. Then I'll be laughing and say, these people, they are crazy. They are, they are very, ah, these people, they are crazy. I'll be laughing. I was much younger. I'll be laughing at them. I'll be laughing because to me, this one, they are fooling. They don't even understand what they are saying. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And I went there Monday and we were praying the same tongues. And I went again. I said, tomorrow I'm going to see whether the, the angel will speak another one. And I went there, same tongues. And I went again, same tongues. Then I concluded, I did these people. I get trying to say that, okay, if you are talking to God, you say, thank you, thank you, thank you, every day. If you say tongues is language, why is it that when you are talking to God, okay, so if today you are saying, give me, give me, tomorrow to give me, give me, every day the same thing you are saying. So you are not saying anything more. You see? <laughs> and I was criticizing. And I was talking against them. I can call my friend and say, listen, 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 listen. She's saying this, then we'll be laughing. Until I had an encounter. Until I had an encounter. It was when I had an encounter that I came to read in the Bible where he said that, and I will give them a stammering tongue. And I will give them a repetitive tongue. Do you understand? That God said that the tongues will be a repetitive tongue and it will be like a stammering tongue. I think somebody who is stammering, that's why tongues doesn't sound smooth. Tongues is a stammering language. It's a prophetic. That is how God created that language to be. It's supposed to be repetitive and it's supposed to be stammering. You will not understand until you have an encounter with the word of God. Until you read. And when I read, I realized that when the people heard Peter and Cole speaking in town, they were also laughing. So I found myself there. I realized that <laughs> you see, so you will be criticizing a lot of things until you have an encounter. You'll be criticizing. If you've not had an encounter, your understanding will be very shallow. Because you need the Holy Spirit to teach you certain things. Some of you, you used to, <laughs> to laugh at us. When when I'm doing church, I did not because they go to church too much. They go to church too much. <laughs> Where is Bernard? The last time he was telling me. <laughs> I gave him a co-shepherd to work with. I said they, they should go this area, that area. Came to me and said, Pastor, I beg you. Ask for this area. <laughs> and this particular lady, I beg you, I can't work with her. I said, Why? He said, I used, I remember those days when you people are going to church. That area, I sit down there with my friends. And when people are going, they will be laughing at you. We say, now why is it that this girl, look at you. Every day they are going to church. Every day they are roaming. What sort of church is this? So today for me to go with it, it's like margin booming for, I don't know how I can work with the same girl to go and do the same thing I used to criticize. And even my friends will see and they will laugh at me. In fact, I change the location. <laughs> you see, until you have an encounter, when he had the encounter, the first day he stepped into our church, and he had the encounter, he started thinking, that, mm, I have to, to change, I have to get deeper into the law, I have to join this church. Then he started thinking, what will my friends do to me? Because they remember that he did it to us. You, you, you get it? Yeah, that's it. A, a lot of you, that's it. When you started coming or we started visiting you, you used to think, why that every day you are going to church? Ah, but once it's okay, it's okay. But today, you two, you are doing exactly what you used to laugh at and what you used to criticize. The thing is that you, what you lack was insight, understanding. That was what you were lacking. After you had the encounter, now it is normal. What used to be abnormal, after the encounter, now it is normal. 
It is normal to come for two weeks prayer meeting. It's normal. <laughs> Those days it was not. Eugene, it was not normal. It was not normal. How can Eugene come for prayer meeting? Me myself, I was surprised. Prayer meeting, two weeks. And every day you will be here. And you will be either the first or the second to arrive in church. I said, hey, what has happened? Then I knew it was an encounter. I knew the guy has had an encounter. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it because you know, it's too impossible. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> but it's an encounter. An encounter. Most of you here, it's just like that. It's an encounter. <laughs> the one who said I'm preaching, he had an encounter. <laughs> an encounter. I remember those days when I was running fellowship. He was not one of the people I thought would even be rescued at all. Because the only place I would see him was in front of a boutique with boys' boys. And when I get there, I'll just greet them and go away. Because they were wild guys. They only listen to anything you say. They don't even respect anybody. At all. So it was his brother who had been to our place. So I used to follow his brother more than him. For him, when you call him, even the first will give you. You know that JV about here. <laughs> the first will give you. You know that this guy. <laughs> what he will tell you. But to the glory of God. Just one. I don't remember, maybe he will remember when, but I don't know when. Because I, I still couldn't believe it. It's like when Saul became born again, the church didn't believe. So when I still saw him in church, I thought, because his brother, he repents like Richard Cass. <laughs> over and over. So I thought that he too, he's coming to, but since he came to church, and since he came to church, to today, I don't know, but either one year or two years, I don't know. But since he joined the church to today, he has not backslidden. He has always been around, whether he's feeling spiritual or not, whether he's sinning or not, at least you still see that the encounter he had, he's still working at it. You see, so such people, you know that it's not by when it's not like somebody was persuading them. When it is just an encounter. If I should be giving people microphones to tell us encounters, the things you hear. Look, look at the way Brother Daniel is smiling. He himself is surprised that he can come for evening service. It's, it's an encounter. It's an encounter. If not an encounter, what will he be doing here? He's coming from work. He's very tired. Come on. Even those days, to get him to come to church on Sunday. Do you know the follow-up we have to do? When he comes today, next two weeks, he won't come. Three weeks, he won't come. Then when he comes, I'll talk. I'll say, oh, he's so tried. He's so full. Say, ah, Obreno. See, you know. But now, I see him on Wednesday. I see him on Friday. I see him Saturday. Sometimes, when it is not even church service, and he's passing, and maybe he sees my car, or he will climb up and just come and talk to me before he goes. What at all can change a man like that? There's no amount of words. It's an encounter. No amount of words. No, no amount of words can make you like convince certain people. No amount of words. It's an encounter. It's an encounter. And we have a lot to rescue. A lot. A lot. An encounter. Say encounter. Oh, say encounter. We are all products of encounter. Amen. We are all products. Just, just like this.
It's a product of encounter. Yeah. Just, I told him, come to my church. He said, after your church, I won't come. He said, why didn't you go to church? I don't have a shoe. Okay, I'll buy you a shoe. Okay, I'll take it to buy your church. I won't come. You see, the one who can tell me, me the pastor, head pastor, I'm chasing you. You know I'm the pastor. You should tell me that even when I buy the shop or the shoe, you will take it. But the test, you won't come. He has the gut to tell me that. <laughs> tell me that, oh, shoot with your bed, but sorry, there. Oh, my. <laughs> you see? So one day, I chased him over six months. How many months? <laughs> so one day, I was just passing. In fact, the truth of the matter is that I've given up. I just knew that this guy, his stubbornness was beyond my persistence. So I've given up. I've given up on him. So I was just going to do my normal follow-up on someone else. And I met him. When I met him, and then he himself said, Oh, next week, Baba Tomoe. Then I looked at him. You. You. And to the glory of God, that week he was in church. And since then, since then, you see, such people, eh, those that is difficult for them to come, when they come to, it's difficult for them to stop. But those of you who are born in church, today you are born again, tomorrow you are reborn into the world. <laughs> you are born again, you die again, born again, die again, born again, die again. May God have mercy on you. Say encounter. All of us have encounters. Clap your hands for Jesus. Maybe yours happened before you came to rescue. But it's still an encounter. And God has led you on till even today. Amen. So whenever you have an encounter, you see that it answers certain questions. Certain things you found strange, they become normal. Certain things that you think that Ah, me, I will never do. You find yourself doing it. You find the same person. You will be doing it. And you will know that as for this one, something has changed in your heart. Something has changed. Something has changed in your heart. And that is an encounter. Look at Luke chapter 24, verse 27. There were some two people who were walking. They were disciples of Jesus. After Jesus died, on Sunday, Jesus resurrected. And they heard that hey, they can't find the body of Jesus. Though. So they were walking, going to a place called Emmaus. And they were talking about what has happened. So as they were talking, how Jesus' body is missing. And some of the women said, an angel revealed himself to them, telling them that Jesus has resurrected. And they, 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 they couldn't believe it, so they were just talking about it. And then the Bible said, Jesus appeared in their midst with, with a different body. And so they didn't recognize that it was Jesus. So as they were, they were talking, Jesus came close to them like a stranger. And then Jesus asked them, what are you talking about? And then they said, oh, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? Are you the only one who, who, who doesn't know what is happening here? Jesus of Nazareth, how he was, he was crucified and all that. They told the, the story. The Bible says in verse 26, Jesus rebuked them and told them that how come you people, you have slow understanding. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things? And to enter into his glory. So he started explaining to them. And then verse 27. And beginning from the books of Moses. And all the books of the prophets. He expounded unto them. In all the scriptures. The things concerning himself. So he started explaining to them. Why the Jesus had to be 
crucified. Why he had to be betrayed? Why he had to be crucified? And why he had to resurrect? He started exceeding. They didn't know it was Jesus. They had been his disciples before he died. And now he's back in a different body. They couldn't recognize him. And still they lack understanding. They have not yet had an encounter. So he started explaining. So to these disciples, this was their encounter. Not when Jesus was physically with them. They didn't have an encounter. They were just around him. But this was their encounter. He started explaining to them all things that were written in the scriptures. Verse 30. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread. So they got to it was late. And then they said, oh, let us stay here the following morning and continue our, our journey. And this stranger, who is Jesus, said, okay. So as they sat down to eat, he took bread. He, he sat down with them. He took bread and blessed it. And he broke it and gave it to them. Do you remember he's doing something he did with them when he was alive? So they became shocked. That, ah, this guy, the way he took the bread, and he blessed it, and he broke it. It's like the man we are talking about who is dead. He's doing exactly what the man did. You see? So he broke it and gave it to them. And the next. And their eyes were opened. And they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. <laughs> Say encounter. Oh, say encounter. Say encounter. They didn't know that the man was Jesus. But the man took bread representing the word of God. And he blocked the word of God again. And he taught them. So sometimes they will have to teach you over and over before you have understanding. He broke he, that thing he did to them some years ago before he died. And this time around, he took it again, blocked it, distributed it, and after they started eating, Bible said their eyes open. From tonight, may your eyes open. They were not blind people, but spiritually they were blind. So the Bible said, as they started eating, they received revelation. Their eyes were open. They started understanding that all that while the man with us is the Messiah. He is Jesus. He has really resurrected. So these people, they went back to Peter. And they went to tell Peter that we have also seen what the women are saying. Jesus is alive. He, he revealed himself. After we, we saw him, he disappeared. Wow. That is what an encounter can do for you. It will open your eyes. It will make you understand things. It will make you understand the Bible. It will make you understand scriptures. Things that you did not understand. You will begin to understand because of an encounter. May you have an encounter in the name of Jesus. May you have an encounter with the written word of God. From today, when you pick the Bible, may light enter into your eyes. I said, may the light from the word of God enter into your eyes. Bible says that the word of God is the light unto our path and unto our feet. May it shine in our lives. Hallelujah. So that is it. You have mysteries. You have divine answers to mysteries. Number eight. When you have an encounter, you surrender your will to the ultimate will of God for your life. When you have a divine encounter... Anyone that gets a divine encounter, automatically, it is able to take over your will. And so, it makes you surrender your will to that of God. Before you became born again, everything was about you. I want to be this, I want to be that, I want to go here, I want to go there, I want to travel, I want to be here, I want to be there, I want to marry this, I want to go here, do this, do that. Everything about was about you. So, you had no plan for God, you had no idea about God, you had no God in your plan, there was nothing God about your plans 
Everything was about yourself. What do you want to achieve? Your will. What do you want to achieve? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to achieve? That was all. But when you have an encounter, it is able to cripple your will and to take over the will of God. It will make you begin to now seek the counsel of God. Anyone who gets a divine encounter or a genuine encounter, you begin to have a desire to find out whether this is the will of God for my life or that one is the will of God for my life. You may be in a relationship, but after you have an encounter with God, you will start asking yourself, is this the will of God for my life? And is that the will of God for my life? You may be doing a certain type of job or a certain business or you may be in a certain attitude, but after you have a genuine encounter with God, you will Start asking yourself that is this the way of God? Is this what God wants for me? Is this what God wants me to do? All of a sudden, you start thinking about the will of God. You start thinking about the plan of God. You start thinking whether God is happy about it or God is not happy about it. That thing comes by an encounter. Other than that, you will not care. You wouldn't care. You were doing it anyway. You were doing it. You didn't care. You didn't mind. But after you have an encounter with God and you become born again, it will become a matter of concern. Nobody will question you, but it will become a matter of concern. You will begin to think about it. You will start meditating on it. You will try to find out whether it is the will of God that you travel or you go here or you go there or you do this or you do that. You will start thinking about it. I'm sure there are some of you, you used to be doing certain things, but after you became born again, you have started thinking about it, whether really God wants you to go that direction, God wants you to do it or not. That is an encounter. An encounter makes you surrender your will to the ultimate will of God for your life. Acts 9, verse 6. Look at Paul, when he had his encounter. After the light hit him on the road to Damascus, and Jesus spoke to him, that I am Jesus whom you persecute. After he had this encounter and he started fasting, started praying, look at immediately in chapter 9, verse 6. He said, and he trembling and astonished, surprised, he said, Lord, what would thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. In verse 1, he went to the leaders and said, give me permission letter. I am going to kill some people in Damascus. But after he had an encounter on the road, he didn't talk about himself anymore. He now asked the first question. After he asked that, who are you? And God answered. The first thing that he started thinking about, the Bible said he was trembling and astonished. And he said, what would you have me do? If it is you, Jesus, then what do you want me to do? What will you have me do? In other words, what is your will for my life? What is your will for my direction? What is your will? You see, when you have a genuine encounter, who you marry is important. When you have a genuine encounter, the work you do is important. When you have a genuine encounter, traveling to a certain country is important. You have to know whether that is God's will for your life or not God's will for your life. It is no longer about you. It is now about God. So the first question he asks that God, if it is you, Jesus, if it is you, 
what do you want me to do? And Jesus told him, he could have just got him back and said, hey, you people, take me back to Jerusalem, where I'm coming from. But he first asked the Lord. And the Lord said, go into the city of Damascus. I will send people to you who will come and help you. They will teach you what to do. So he started looking out for the will of God. When you have a genuine encounter, make sure that your will becomes second to the will of God. God's will should be first. It should be paramount. Find out what God wants for your life. Find out what God wants you to do. Find out if God wants you to put your money here or put your money there. Find out that this lady I'm praying about, this lady I want to marry, is she who God wants me to marry? Or this gentleman, is he the one God wants me to marry? Find out from God. It's very important. When you have a genuine encounter, you will always look out for the will of God. So it is one of the clues. You just look at people who have genuine encounters, they, they, they will now come back to you, Pastor, and you say, eh, Pastor, I used to do this, da, 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 da. I used to, or maybe I was running this business, or maybe I was into this, da, da, da. but now that I'm born again, I want to find out is it okay for me to still be doing that one? Or, Pastor, do, should I do something else? You will see that something has taken over their life. That now, that thing has, has created some gap in their life that is looking out for the will of God. A, a, a gap that is yearning for the will of God. To make sure that whatever they are doing is according to the will of God. And that is only possible by an encounter. If there is no encounter, that is when people are doing their own thing without thinking about what God wants, what God wants them to do, what God wants them to achieve. They care less about it. But once they have an encounter, then all their minds are tuned. All their minds are directed to what God wants for their life. That is a sign of a genuine encounter. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. Lord, what would you wants me to do. That should be your prayer from today. That you will find out from the Lord, Lord, what do you say about this? What do you say about that? What do you say about this? Where do you want me to be? Where do you want me to go? Number nine, the power and the purpose of encounter. You have an unquenchable appetite for soul winning. An unquenchable appetite for soul winning. An unquenchable appetite for soul winning. Every genuine encounter with God leaves you with an unquenchable appetite for so winning. Every genuine encounter with God leaves you with an unquenchable appetite for so winning. Before Bible school, before prayer school, before any kind of leadership training or teaching, the first thing that a genuine encounter does in your heart is that it makes you feel like telling someone else about what has happened to you. True or not true? True or not true? When you have an encounter, even in your dream, when you wake up, it makes you feel like telling somebody about the encounter. It's like you want to share. You want to share with someone. 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 You wake up and you want to share with someone. 
When you have a good news and you wake up from the good news, you always want to share with someone. When you have a good news and you wake up, or maybe you are there and, and, they, they, and, and they just call you, Oh, you have won American lottery. You have won American visa. You have gotten this. You've gotten a job. Even some of you, they've been spending your, your money with fake MTM promos that they claim you have won. You never participated in any promotion. And yes, so they call you that you've won. And you, you give them your account number. <laughs> you have not worked, but you want to chop. Then because of that, they will spend your money. <laughs> because they know you are greedy. So they only get greedy people. People who have not worked, they want to chop. <laughs> so they call you and they tell you that, oh, look for a mobile money around. And uh, stand there, let me talk to a mobile money person. And then you also give your phone to the mobile money person. Then they will tell you the mobile money, oh, maybe I will say, oh, he's phone, so. 200 Ghana phone, so it's not sure. Yeah, man, why? Who need me here? Then the mobile money man will not ask you, because you brought the phone. So he will just take your phone, pa, 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 and transfer the money to them. And they will talk about them, you now be there. I don't know yet. It transfer That's what they are doing of late. Or you don't know. When they call you, they will tell you look for a mobile money merchant. Who you mistake now who looking for? Your money will go. Unless you don't have any money on your phone. They will transfer it without asking you because you went with your phone. But you see, every genuine encounter with Jesus or with a good news, a good thing, will make you want to share with another. It will make you. It will make you want to share with another. So if truly that you have encountered Jesus and he has set you free from sin, he has set you free from destructive spirits, he has given you a new life, and everything is changing in your life, and good things are coming into your life, and you are excited just in your lifetime, you have been released from sin, you have been released from addiction, and you are free in your spirit. Once that feeling is there, the first thing that will come into your mind is to share with someone. And that's what we call soul winning. Evangelism is the first thing that comes into your heart after you have a, a genuine encounter. It is the first attitude that you pick up after you have a genuine encounter. Evangelism is automatic. It is not by Bible school. It is not when you go to Bible school that you start evangelizing. Because when you get the good news, you never go to school of ad, uh, advertisement. Neither do you go to media school for them to train you how to do advert. But you know how to talk about it. Unumedro papa nejiwa. Oko media school. Emiyachira o se diye. Yabo edronu deru. Oh hello. Oko media school. Ni achira o se o eh. Ubebo edronu deru a. Eya kase. Eh. Nama e dede sa sa guy ni dede no eh eh oh yano. Is it? You don't you you don't go to school for training, but when you meet a course, you start telling a course. Oh, edrobi amitoy adjimi papa. When you meet Kwame, you start telling Kwame, Oh, who's who here, sir? Say, Johnny You know how to talk about the medicine you used that helped you. The good news that you have. Automatically, without being trained. That is how so winning is. If you find Jesus, and truly you are born again, and you are excited about it, 
and you are committed to it and you are genuinely interested in what you have without being trained as a pastor without being taught foster to salvation you will find out that you are talking to people around you about it when Kofi comes you will tell Kofi that Charlie give me one my yesu Charlie won't so and then I will yeah when Ekia comes you will tell Ekia that Charlie you are saying yeah bow they say them give me one my yesu and I'm feeling free and I'm feeling fine without any formula you will start announcing your born against status. So the fact that you are not announcing it makes me question your encounter. The fact that you are the only one who knows you are born again. Your mother even doesn't know. Your father doesn't know. Your friends around you don't know. No one knows around you. You are not testifying. You are not announcing to anybody. Nobody has heard it from your mouth that you are born again and they too should accept Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. It's a big question mark on the validity of your, sub, uh, of your encounter. Whether your encounter is real. It's a question. Because 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 So once you become born again and you accept Jesus, now you say so yes you will start talking about it to other people. Once you are not talking about it, it's a sign that you may not be born again. It's a sign. You have to watch out. It's a sign. By clapping, do it better. Acts chapter 9 verse 20. It is one of the signs of genuine encounter. Without that one, your encounter is questionable. Acts 9 verse 20. And straight away, he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the son of God. Straight away. Listen. Paul started talking about Jesus, that he is the savior of the world, and started talking to people about Jesus, not after he became an apostle. When he was still brother Saul, not even when they started calling him Paul, when he was still brother Saul, when they knew him as a murderer, and a terrorist, and a killer, the Bible says that after Ananias came to him and prayed for him and his eyes opened, Immediately, he said, where is the nearest church? He got there and he started preaching. He started telling people that I have seen Jesus. I have had an encounter with Jesus. Listen, your encounter is your first message. Write it down. Your encounter is your first message. How you became born again, who you were, and what happened to you, and what you are going to do now, is your first message. Niamey Kane says, said you now will take and sana ushia yesu and he said ye yesu e chicharge uno and no ene ye wadansi die i din kind and sana ye betira o said ye preaching no and no ye preaching i din kind it was say o tumi di wa brabo eye example e ma foforo e was say o tumi ni afofo e che wa brabo mu nsem e was say o tumi ka che sister sister nan ka me ti say wo nan ka me so nan ka me boss abre yo nan ka me ni mo anan ka ye sadie nem so on this day on that day me share yesu christo na me share no no we charge me we give me a free e buy we ni nemo we give me a free sadie we mo Adianka SM Abrabono says here me now one day I make me die and then it's my demi home it was so be my yes to cry or be my to me or the better that is your first message. Oh if I clap and do it better. 
That is your first message. Your first message is your encounter. That is why I'm talking to you about an encounter with Jesus. It is your first message. Paul didn't go to any Bible school. I'm not saying Bible school is not important. It is a, a secondary matter. But Obeya born again says, Obeya will put for not also your Christian mapadia. And your dear Baku Ebetre. And he said, You only have for a Kanamia temper. How you testify about Jesus to other people. How you are bringing other people to Jesus. How you are working. You have not converted anybody. You have not testified about Jesus to anybody. You have not shared your testimony with anybody. Listen to me. When Jesus saves you and you don't share your testimony with anybody, very soon you will go back into that life. Very soon. Hmm. Did you hear what I said? I said, if you become converted, you have an encounter. And you refuse, you keep it secret. Oh, fairy. See, I don't say nanka oti say. And as I see, I am not Joe. One day, I obesa kosa subayi mubium. Because the who come wa bibiye ni wa ebe stopio. As I say, who kataso? Into who come wa obiye mpu huwa obe kacho say. Hey, oh yeah, sandwichi. You careful. Obiye ni unim. Yeah, I have one of my my sons. He is from a very serious situation, and he became born again, and God delivered him. Afterwards, when I tell him to share his story, he's shy to share. Eventually, he's backsliding. He's finding it difficult to, to be a Christian. Only God knows what he's doing secretly. If God doesn't help him, he will end up in the same place. Because it is a formula. If you are shy to share the testimony God has given you, the encounter you have, you are shy to share it, then very soon you may be going back into it. It's very, very important. Paul, after he got up from his encounter, and he heard that this is Jesus whom he has seen, immediately the Bible said he started talking to other people about Jesus. Who have you been talking to about Jesus? After you had the encounter, you, you are saying you remember you have an encounter. So after your encounter, who and who have you been talking about? Are you still talking about him or you have stopped? Have you stopped testifying about him? Or you have stopped? Are you still talking about it? Or you have recovered from the encounter? You have to continue to talk about it. Whoever you meet. Paul preached about his encounter until when he was even about to die. When he was taken to Agrippa, he still narrated how the light fell on his eyes and how he fell down and how he heard the voice that I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. When he was even taken to Rome, he was narrating to all the officials how he met Jesus. You have recovered. You have done it three times. You are in 2019. No more evangelism. You have recovered. You are tired. You are tired of it. But that is a sign of your encounter. That is the purpose of your encounter. The purpose of your encounter, why Jesus saved you, is so that you will tell others about him. Tell the one seated by you, Tell somebody. 
and ask the person who is here with Why not in Abraham and Copon? Ask him. Why are not dance here out in Who? Clap your hands for Jesus. Very, very important. That is your sign of a genuine encounter. Look at another person who had a genuine encounter. John chapter 4, verse 28. The woman, the Samaritan woman, did she go to Bible school? Was she a pastor? Hello, was the Samaritan woman a pastor? Did she go to the Bible school? School of evangelism? Was she taught first step to salvation? She was not taught anything. Once she had a genuine encounter, the fruit of every genuine encounter is witnessing. The fruit of every genuine encounter is witnessing. The fruit you are just joking. It is the fruit. Your fruit for your encounter with the Lord is witnessing. John 4 28. Then the woman left her water pot and went away into the city and said to the men, Come, see a man. See a man which told me all things that I've ever done. It's not this the Christ. Verse 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on Jesus for the words of the woman which she testified. He told me all that I ever did. And verse 40. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he should stay with them. So Jesus stayed with them for two days. Verse 41. And many more believed because of the words of Jesus. And they said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of what you told us, for we have also heard for ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. Are you following the story? When the woman encountered Jesus at the well, she had an encounter with Jesus, and Jesus did something in her life. She received salvation, Change of mind, restitution, everything that I've mentioned happened in her heart. She was convicted of her sin. And then the Bible says that, and right there, she was shocked to the core. She started trembling. She was so surprised that she has met Jesus. So she left her water pot. She suspended what she was doing, and immediately she ran back to the men. The Bible didn't say she went to the women. No. She went to the men. Who were the men? The men were the people she was fornicating with. Because the woman, her major problem was adultery. When Jesus met her, Jesus said, who is your husband? She said, mm, I don't really have one. Jesus said, yes, you have spoken the truth. If you had lied, I would have told you. Even the one you are with is the fifth man and he's not even your husband. That means that you don't need to So what the woman knew, So after she met Christ, who did she go to? Who did she go to? Who did she go to? The men. She went back to the people she used to win for the devil. She went back to the same people to 
bring them that I have found something better than I brought to you. I have found something better than I introduced to you. I have found Jesus. He has told me everything that I have ever done in my life. He has shot me to the core. Therefore, come and see. Come and see. You have to also go back to your gangsters and tell them that I have found something better than alcohol. I have found something better than sex. I found something better than smoke. I found something better than stealing. I found something better than clubbing. Come and see. Come and see. You are supposed to go back there and tell your friends to come and see. You are supposed to bring them an invitation. You are supposed to bring them back to God. You are supposed to invite them and bring them to God. If you are unable to go out there to bring them to God, then you are not really born again. It is a sign of your born again. Your clique should know you have changed. Your clique, the people you used to smoke with, the people you used to fornicate with, the people you used to steal with, they have to know that you are now a changed person. If they are not able to know, it means you are a hypocrite. Once you received Jesus, once she accepted Jesus, once she encountered Jesus, she went back to the town, to the same people she was marketing her body to. And she this time around, she went to market the Lord Jesus. May you go back and market the Lord Jesus. May you go back and market the Lord Jesus. May you go back and market the Lord Jesus. Clap your hands for the Lord. Very, very important. Now we have Christians who cannot market Jesus. We have Christians when they see their friends, then they hide their Bible. Christians when they are coming to church and they see their friends, then they will dodge. They will dodge because their friends know the time. So they will know that they are going to church. And they will mock them. So they are shy of what they have. They are shy of the new life they have. It means they have not really had an encounter. The encounter is really not pure. When you have a genuine encounter with Christ, you have an unquenchable appetite to announce His presence in your life. You have an interest of announcing His presence. She said, come and see for your own self. I have seen a man that can tell me all things about myself. A man that told me all the sins that I have ever committed. A man, is this not the Christ? Come and see that man. From today, may you bring people to church to see. To see what you have seen. To hear what you have heard. To follow, to come and know what you are hearing. So that they will know why you have changed. So that they will also change. Clap your hands for them all. Say an encounter. Oh, say an encounter. And then the, the men came. When they came, they came to hear for themselves. And truly, they said to the woman, We believed because of you. But now we have come to hear for ourselves. And now we believe more. This time around, not because of you. But we now believe more because we have heard from the man himself. And he has, he has really surprised us. So why don't you give them an opportunity? Why don't you force them and bring them to church one of these days? So that they will also have an opportunity to have an encounter. Maybe you cannot convict them. But if you bring them to the Lord, they may be convicted when they come to hear for themselves. They will be convicted when they come to encounter the Spirit for themselves. They don't know why all of a sudden you have changed. They don't 
don't know what you saw. They are still trying to think about what at all happened to their friend. What at all happened to their brother. What at all changed you like that. All that you need to do is to bring them to the same place. Bring them to the same atmosphere. Bring them under the same anointing. Tell them that come and see. If they can come and see what hits you will hit them. If they will come and see what changed you will change them. If they come and see what affected and impacted you will affect them and impact them. And so go and invite them to the same place where you had your salvation. That's what the woman did. That's what the woman did. She brought them. Some of you, when we say, invite your friends to church, you can't even invite your friends to church. You are shy. You can't even invite your friends to church. It's a sign that your born again needs to be questioned. Your born again lacks credibility. Your born again lacks authenticity. Your born again must be subject to tight scrutiny. Because there is something wrong with your born again. What This Sunday, you want to invite as many as you can. And tell them that come and see. Come and see what I have seen. Come and hear what I have heard. Come and experience what I have experienced. Matthew 4 verse 19. Jesus said unto Peter, after he had an encounter with Peter, he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me. I will make you fishers of men. Follow me. The reason for Peter's encounter was to be made fishers of men. Was to be made fishers of men. Was to be made fishers of men. The reason for your encounter is so that you will be made a fisher of man. So that you will go out there and invite others to Jesus. You will go out there and bring others to Jesus. You will go out there and see, that work is not a seasonal work. It is not a work for a month. It is not a work for a year. So that for some of you, you have retired. For some of you, you have given that job to other people who are called shepherds and they are also given to other people who are called pastors who are also given to other people who are called evangelists it is not for certain special people the work of inviting people to Christ and witnessing about Jesus is a work for anybody that has an encounter with Jesus anybody that finds Jesus anybody that makes claim of Christianity anybody that makes claim of born again if only you believe you are born again we will see whether you are born again by how you witness about Jesus wherever you find yourself we will know how genuinely you are born again by how you invite people to the church we will know those who are born again those who are really committed to the Lord Jesus by how many people follow them to the church the woman met Jesus and the Bible says that the woman brought all the men in the city may you bring all the people in your family may you bring all the people in Odoko may you bring all the people in your house may you bring all the people in your area may you bring all the people from your family. If you are the only person who is saved from that group, then your born again is suspicious. If you are the only person who is saved from that family, then your born again is suspicious. If you are the only person who is saved from that group, and from that family, and from that clique, then your born again lacks authenticity. If your born again is real, then go back and bring them to the Lord. Then go back and bring them to the house. Then go back and put them to the Lord. Because of you, may your family know Jesus. 
Because of you, may your work know Jesus. Because of you, may your friends know Jesus. Because of you, may people follow you to Jesus. This Sunday, you will begin to bring them. They will begin to follow you. You will pray for them. You will ask God to save them. You will ask God to harvest them. You will ask God to rescue them. And you will invite them to church. You will pick your phone after today. And you will call them wherever they are. And you will give them an invitation to your church to meet the Lord Jesus. You will call them and you will talk to them about your conversion. And you will tell them what has changed in your life. And you share with them. You will say, you will say, you will not be shy. You will not be afraid. You will share with them. Mark chapter 5 verse 18. And when he was come into the ship, look at the man, the madman. Even the madman. Papa Bible said he came after Jesus set him free. He came to Jesus' ship. When Jesus was about to leave, he came and he said that why don't you go with me, Jesus? I want you to go with me. I want you to go with me. And then Jesus told him, Jesus told him that no. Ah, it is true that I can go with you to become a church member, to become just a church member. But I want you to do more than a church member. I want you to be more than a church member. Listen, Jesus wants you to be more than a church member. You were not brought to this church to just be a church member. Someone brought you here. The person who brought you here is God that sent the person to bring you here. You also have a responsibility to bring someone else here. You are not just here to be a leader. You are not just here to be an immaculate leader. You are not just here to be a shepherd. You are not just here to be a leader. You are not just here to be a member. You are not just here to play instrument. You are not just here to act or to sing or to dance. You are here to bring others to Jesus. You are here to do a bigger work. You are here to do a bigger job. You are here to do a bigger work. You are here to do a bigger job. Jesus told you and he said unto, unto them Mark 5 verse 18 Mark 5 verse 18 he went to Jesus and said go with me to be your church member and Jesus said no go back to where verse 19 he said go back to your friend how be Jesus suffered him not but said to him everybody let us read everyone read what is there in the Bible one go go home to your friends and tell them I speak to you in the name of Jesus go home from here to your friends and tell them go home to your friends and tell them go to your workplace and tell them go to your circle of friends go back to your school and tell them if you cannot tell them then you are not born again if you cannot announce it then you are not born again if you cannot share with your parents then you are not born again if you cannot share with your friends then you are not born again go back to your home and tell your friends how great things the Lord has done for you go and tell them what the Lord has done in your life go and tell them how you used to be a fornicator but now you are a saint go and tell them how you used to be a thief but now you are a good person go and tell them how you used not to love church but now you are a lover of church go and tell them how you used not to like the things of God but now you love the things of God tell them how you were a fornicator tell them how you were a liar tell them how you were a drunkard tell them how you were a cheater how you were a thief but now you are a newborn baby now you are a new creation all things have passed away and all things have become new go and tell them how great things the Lord has 
has died for you and has had compassion on you. If you believe that the Lord has forgiven your sins, then go back and tell them that the Lord has forgiven you. If you know that the Lord has rescued you, then go back and tell them that the Lord has rescued you. If you know that the Lord has written your name in the book of life and you are excited about it, then go back and tell them that your names are written in the book of life and they better come and register. They better come and register. They better come and register. Go and invite them. Go to your home. Go to your area. Go to your house. Go to your family. Go to your friends. Go to your phone and invite them. Go to your Facebook page. Go to your social page and invite them to come to the Lord. That is the fruit of salvation. That is what shows that you are born again. That is what shows that your encounter is a real one. All these fake encounters, all these fake born again, all this they say, lift up your hand, then they lift up their hands. But they, they, they don't understand what they are doing. They don't love God. They don't even appreciate that they have received the gift of salvation. Today, you are having a better encounter. Encounter that is accompanied by soul winning. Encounter that is accompanied by soul winning. The Bible says in verse 20, Look at what happened to this madman. He was a madman. After the Lord saved him. Look at what happened. The Bible says he left and he began to publish. Publish means announce. Spread. Listen, you are going to spread it on your WhatsApp pages. You are going to spread it on your Facebook pages. You are going to spread it on papers in your house. You are going to spread it among your friends. You are going to spread it among your relatives. You are going to spread it. Let people know. He went to publish it in the Decapolis. Decapolis means Deca means ten. Decapolis means ten regions. It's like Ghana. He came to Ghana and shared the word in ten regions of Ghana. So he went to his country and shared the word. Jesus told him go to your home but he even took it farther from his home he took it to the ten regions of his country how great things Jesus has done for him and all men did marvel may you be an evangelist to ten cities may you be an evangelist to ten schools may you be an evangelist to ten communities may you not just win souls from Odoko I see you winning souls from Nima I see you winning souls from Ivory Coast I see you winning souls from Kwashimana I see you winning souls from Dakuma I see you winning souls from Official Town I see you winning souls from Adi Junction I see you winning souls from Malam I see you winning souls from Agape I see you winning souls from Bawe I see you winning souls from all the far places from Dansoma, from Matayoko I see you winning souls from far away places, from Kaneshe, from Bubuashe, from Awoshe, you are winning souls from several different places, clap your hands and say I'm a soul winner say I'm a soul winner from today you are going to look for souls you are going to chase souls you are going to invite them you are going to let them know what God has done for you. 2018 is gone. You are in 2019. What are you doing about your encounter? What are you doing about your encounter? What are you doing about this message? Who are you talking to? Who are you sharing it with? Who are you talking to? Who are you sharing it with? Who are you talking to? Everybody who met Jesus told somebody. In John 1, verse 40. 
when Jesus met Andrews, Bible says that Andrews went and looked for his own brother called Peter. You to look for someone. When Jesus met Philip, Philip went to look for his friend called Nathaniel. He said, come and see. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see. May someone see through you. I said, may someone see through you. I said, may someone see through you. This week, may someone come to church because of you. Shout your loudest amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord. Beloved, thank you for listening to this message by Pastor Prince Lion. If you have been blessed by this message but have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, kindly say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died that I may live. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I believe I am a child of God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you have said this prayer, know that your sins have been forgiven and you are now a new creation. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays at Odoko. For more information, please call 054-324-8982 or 024-1372-895. God richly bless you.